If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking. I'm your host, Greg. And I'm Jason. And this furry guy over here who needs to shave. Yeah. I, I do need a haircut, Jason. sir. You I do. I do. Now, I do. listen, usually we do a little banter. I will not back cut the forth. beard, though, so you, don't ask. Oh, don't cut it. Yeah. No. Um, you're like Samson. You lose all yeah, your, yeah. You lose all your lose conservative everything. powers. Everything. And reformed yeah. powers if you cut it. <laughs> uh, we usually do a little banter back and forth, but we want to jump right into it because we have some special guests on the line that are calling in. Uh, these guys are brothers in the Lord. Uh, I've been listening to their podcast now for about four or five months. So I'm a newbie. I know Jason, you've been a little bit longer. You turned me on to them. Uh, we have Toby, Gabe and 
Chocolate Knox? Can we call him cho- yeah. Chocolate? Chocolate Knox, right? From Cross Politics. You got it right. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> Guys, how you doing? Hey, great. Really good. Thank you for having us. I just got a question really quick. How many guns do you guys have in the studio? Because I'm just judging by the sound of your voice. It sounds like you're in a room with lots of guns hey, on the wall. Hey, we don't talk about that around Oh, here. we do okay. talk about that. Uh, I can't you know, disclose I just, that over the air. I, I, ju- I just no. purchased a few months ago my 19th gun. So, you know, it's, it's growing. Um, only 19. Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm very sorry to stereotype you guys. Sorry. Sounds like my golf club. (laughs) As a black man, I shouldn't do that, but I just, just, you know, sorry. Noxie baby, you can stereotype me all you want when it comes to guns. Absolutely. Uh, We we do believe in God's guns and freedom. Uh, Oh yeah. uh, Maybe in that order too, but yeah. So, Let's let's give a little intro to everyone listening. First of all, can you guys each go through, maybe give us a couple minutes of, I don't know, whatever you want, testimony, bio, a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Toby Sumter, a pastor at uh, Christ Church here in uh, Moscow, Idaho. I've uh, been a uh, pastor for, oh, what am I going on now? Uh, 14 years, I think. Wow. Uh, a couple different couple different churches before um, here. Um, you know, like a day over 50. And- <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Knox. Praise God. Thanks, always encouraging <laughs> like that. Um, I am uh, married to Jenny, four kids, um, and I've uh, been, uh, I don't know what else I should, I- I'm a pastor's kid. My dad is a, a Presbyterian mm-hmm. pastor, grew mm-hmm. up in the church. There we go. Um, uh, grateful, uh, uh, grateful for my dad. I set a wonderful example, uh, loving my mom, loving me. Thanking me lots. Oh, praise God! And uh, and uh, was able and 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 through my my parents' faithfulness, uh, came to know the Lord at a very young age, and um, and don't remember uh, a day when I I didn't love Jesus. Mm. I am uh, I I came out to New St Andrews College in Moscow, and um, I I drank the Kool Aid, and um, <laughs> and and uh, so I'm you know a, which bathroom is for which. You know who to use yeah. which bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Greg's got Greg's got some some mix up in here too. We got drops, baby. Yeah. Uh, that's, so, that's my sound right there. That's a little, that's a little bit about me. Knocks you on. Grew up in a, um, a Christian home, a charismatic, holiness Christian home, uh, and fell in love with the God of my parents at a very young age. Um, Moved to Minneapolis and started uh, getting connected to Reformed Theology through radio. Uh, mm-hmm. So listen to Todd Friel and mm-hmm. end up going to his church. And at that time, he got fired from preaching the gospel at his radio station, KKMS. Wow. And started Way of the Master with Ray Comfort. And because I was there, had been working through audio engineering, I had trained under Stevie Wonder's uh, engineer. In what? Minneapolis, uh, Sparky. Say, what? Yeah, did not guy. know that. Yeah, so and uh, got hired at Way of the Master to do audio engineering and production, and start producing Way of the Master Radio with Todd. In touch, called Todd Frio and said, "Hey, we want you to do your radio show in Georgia for us for FamilyNet." So we moved to Atlanta, two thousand eight. You want to get those tax incentives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now this is before Tyler Perry <laughs> started buying up everything. Oh man, and uh, got. Went down there and, and saw a video with, so we were already working kind of with Kirk Cameron, but I saw a video between Kirk Cameron and Darren Doan, and I was amazed at how Darren Doan gave Kirk Cameron a completely different image huh. than what we were used to seeing and made him really gritty. And yeah. he did it just with the interview and some cameras. Huh. And so I got really uh, in, interested in 
filmmaking and, and movies. And so I went to go work with Darren Doan uh, for 10 days for a boot camp. I got hooked and uh, left Wretched. I wanted to do that at Wretched. Wretched wasn't ready to do that. And so I moved to, uh, I thought I was going to California for a few months. Ended up moving. LA. <laughs> yeah. Went up there for like three months because Darren said, hey, I'm moving to Idaho. <laughs> got there right, that night right. and was like, okay, well, we're going to Idaho. I didn't really know what was in Idaho. Got here and fell in Potatoes. love with the place, Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've uh, been here in Moscow, Idaho for six years now uh, uh, making awesome. films and got roped into this crazy podcast with these guys. So, <laughs> so this question really <laughs> quick is for, for Toby or Gabe. So which one of you pick up the names when Knox drops them? <laughs> the names? Yeah, okay. Name dropping. Come on. All those name dropping. Hey, just, hey, just remember, I can edit out anything in post. Yeah, right. I can make you sound fun. <laughs> it's, it's too or early crazy. in the morning for that. Or yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's one o'clock. It's one in the afternoon here. We're ready. We're rolling. That's nice. So how about only you, Gabe? Yeah, Gabe. Drinking, he's only drinking scotch right now. Uh-huh. Hey. Yeah, what? This is radio. We, this is radio. We have plenty of that over here, too. Yeah. That's great. Well, hey, I'm, I'm Gabe. I'm Gabe the water boy. Um, I serve as a deacon at Christ Church. I moved uh, to Moscow in 2002. I actually grew up in the promised land of Texas. I always feel weird, like, self um, introducing myself. You know, what do you call it? Self-introducing. Toby, go ahead and do introduce it. Self-announcing. Oh, is that what call oh my gosh. He is a, po- he is a politician. Yeah, yeah. Hey, someone do a tight five on me. Do a tight five Stop on me it. before I get on stage. Stop it. And, and so, to, yeah, funny, I'm, I'm also running for county commissioner here in Latah really? County. Okay. Um, I, um, Classic. I'm a public relations consultant, and that's uh, that's who I am. Yeah. Hey, so, I got a wife. I got a, since Knox didn't talk about his wife and kids, I'll talk about mine. Um, yeah, I, have a, you? I have a wife yeah. and uh, three kids, 10, 8, and 6, and they're they're just ballers. I love them. Awesome. Nice. So let's get into the podcast a little bit, uh, Cross Politic. And this is for anyone. I know we got three over here and two over here, so it gets a little crazy with five people on the line. But uh, for, for anyone, give us a little explanation of the podcast, how it came to be, and and what the theme and subject of it sure. is. Yeah. Um, in about 2015, 16, uh, we started cross politic and, and our goal was because we didn't think the church was doing a good job discipling Christians and how to think about specifically politics. That's mm. our lane. We tend to traffic in. True. Uh, we, we, should, we should just say, this is all Gabe's fault. I was going to say, yeah, this is all Gabe's <laughs> brainchild. This, this is, <laughs> when Gabe says we, he actually means I. What's wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. That's Gabe. That's me. <laughs> there we and, and, and so, uh, long story, I mean, there's a long story to go there, but um, uh, basically, Toby eventually agreed, and then it took us about three months to get Knox to agree to join in the podcast, and then... Still regretting um, that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to bring David, we had to bring Knox into Pastor Toby's office to finally convince him. So we had, so a, wrong. We had a number of conversations. I cast and, out the demons. And Knox... <laughs> Knox I have, I, <laughs> I called Knox all excited. Hey man, I'm starting a podcast. And Knox is like, no, I'm not interested. Nope. <laughs> so we, we eventually got Knox to come into the pastor's studio and, and Knox agreed. And, and uh, man, we dropped our first episode in September, 2016. And it just slowly wow. um, kind of rocketed. This a slow rocket. This is our birthday month. <laughs> it's a slow yeah. rocket. It is. Oh my goodness. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So that's the lane we traffic in. We want to bring. We want to declare the lordship of Jesus, and in, specifically into politics, and that's why we we tend to have more political 
politicians on, um, Ted, uh, Ted Cruz, Steve Dace, you know, uh, Ben Shapiro. We actually had this really cool Dr. Um, representative uh, John DeBerry, DeBerry came on man. Just, uh, he crushed on, it on Wednesday. Yeah. It was awesome. That yeah. was an amazing show, guys. Seriously. Yeah. More DeBerrys. More man, DeBerry. Yeah. <laughs> you, y'all just let him talk, man. He just went on, man. It was great. Yeah, he was ready. Yeah. yeah, so it's very interesting because sometimes I feel like I grew I grew up in the eighties, early nineties. Okay, I'm thirty nine, so I'm right in that in between stage, probably a Gen X whether it be a Gen X or maybe elder millennial, anymore. something There's like so that. Many. I don't know. But uh, I yeah. felt, you know, and I grew up uh, early in a in kind of a legalistic church in a very Jerry Falwell like we use uh, politics to advance our policies and kinda if you're you know, right wing Christian, this is the things you believe. And but but it was always separated. It was in, in, mm-hmm. in my household it was you know, the two things you don't talk about at the dinner table is religion and politics. And those are the only two things I wanted to talk about as a kid my whole life. So, so it's yeah. very weird for me to then grow up and say, oh, these things overlap a whole lot. And as we go through, I mean, even since 2016, I'd say the last 10 years, we just keep seeing this overlap of both politics, theology, doctrine, religion. And I think it's so important for you guys to kind of to kind of do that, to, to bring both in there because sometimes we have some very scholarly Christians and some very political Christians, but they can't make the two work and they don't know, you know, should Mm -hmm. one influence the other should, you know, which one is the worldview that, you know, that I use in my civil life versus my kingdom life. Can you guys just talk about some of the things you've talked about or some of the, some of the subjects, I guess, at the, at the top of your head that you really wanted to get, get the point across to your listeners about either politics or theology. Yeah, I think actually, one, I mean, one of the really foundational things is actually breaking through that dichotomy that you just described. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think no matter what uh, what tradition you grew up in, I mean, I grew up in a conservative Presbyterian tradition. Um, you know, you grew up in this, you know, Falwell tradition. Knox, you drew, grew up in the Pentecostal. But right. I think all of us have experienced that dichotomy you're talking about. And I think it's something that's just plagued uh, the whole Christian, um, the evangelical church for the last, I don't know, 100, 150 years, yeah. right. uh, where we have essentially uh, said, we've said there these, yeah, there's two, it's a, it's a, it's a perversion. There's sort of an old school two kingdom idea, but that, that, you know, sort of Calvin and Luther taught, which said that Jesus is Lord over both. And so both have to obey Jesus, which is right. fine. Um, but I think that got distorted and perverted into a, a, a form of, I don't know, kind of, uh, weird, weird sort of dispensationalism where you have basically there, there's, there's these completely hived off um, things rather than being directly connected yeah. um, and united um, by the fact that Christ is Lord over all. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be the foundational thing was just saying, if Christ is Lord of all, then he's Lord on Sunday morning in church and he's Lord Monday morning at work. He's Lord on Wednesday night at the board meeting. He's Lord Friday morning at the, you know, in school and every, everything in between. Amen. Yeah. And conduct yourself as such, right? Because I've, I've had right. this conversation quite a few times with some of my other board members, uh, constituents at their door and they say, well, what do you believe? And I, and I usually start out and I say, well, first of all, you have to realize that my worldview comes through the lens of, of what the Bible says. So every decision mm-hmm. I'm going to be making on your behalf is, is through that worldview. And, and for, you know, in most people, 85% of you know, people in the United States identify themselves as Christian, whether they're actually regenerated, saved Christians. That, that's another, you know, show. Sure. So w- when you say that, they go, oh, okay. Uh, but I don't, when, you know, when I've had long form conversations with, with people and actually start to explore what that means, it's totally different than what they're thinking. 
You know, when you say you're a Bible-believing Christian, even as an elected official, or I'm also a real estate broker, they think maybe a few things. Okay, he tries to be honest. He tries to do the right thing. But then when you actually really get into it and you go, well, what does the Word of God say about, the, you know, baseline budgeting, <laughs> right? And, and obviously mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. have those words in it exactly, but there's principles, whether you're reading through Proverbs or Job or, you know, even Jeremiah, where they're talking about monies and parables in the New Testament. There are principles there that then guide you on how to make decisions. So I see it my whole life. I've seen that the two have been very married to each other because we live in this world. We're not of it, but we live in it. And it's, it's very hard to separate the two. So to see a podcast like what you guys do, which I think is very much needed uh, because I have a whole bunch of political podcasts I listen to, and I have a whole bunch of scholarly theological podcasts I listen to, but to have the two subjects together and say, well, how does your theology and doctrine work out in everyday life? And Oh, by the way, everything in the United States is now political, right? We're even seeing this with masks. I mean, that, that became a political issue to put a mask on or not. Uh, I know we yeah. were joking about it before the, uh, you know, before we started. Where but, is my mask? <laughs> you're not, this is a no mask entry. You're not, you're not allowed to come in with a mask. Uh, I'm not going to perpetuate the lie, okay? Well, at Ford, at Ford I, I work at Ford Motor Company, and okay. every day I cannot get in the building yeah. until I have the mask on, you know? Yeah. it's all, it, And there's a wow. video camera, yeah. you know, that I got to get in front of every yep. single day before I walk in. It's like Thank you, temperature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, that's yeah. a good transition. I was interested because we're in Michigan. Right. You're in Idaho. What's the situation like out there with the whole COVID thing? I mean, I haven't really been following every single governor and every single executive order that they're doing. Uh, we pretty much were in a pretty extreme lockdown with a very liberal governor here, and we're still in a lockdown on, on some some stores and bowling alleys and things haven't opened. What's the situation out there if you guys don't bowling mind talking alley. about it for a few minutes? <laughs> Well, I mean, I know that sounds random, but the largest just, business in my district is a bowling alley. I know, man. I know, I grew up in a bowling alley. Yeah, man. It's all, <laughs> trying to get reelected up in here, Jason. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> 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 Throw out the bowling alleys. Well, that's funny. Bars, too. Uh, bars, restaurants, bowling alleys. That, yeah, those yeah. type of establishments <laughs> that have gatherings. What is it like for you guys out there? Well, I'll just tell you, last night I went to Walmart and just going through the door, uh, security. They've hired a security guard to make sure now that everyone has a mask on before entering. Wow! And before I can get through the door to go and shop, he is asking me and chasing me down to make sure I have a mask. Now I bought a mask. Sure. And the mask I have has massive holes in it. <laughs> and it's basically, so because what I would you know they don't have any requirement for what a mask is as long as they cover a face. Right. And so he was chasing me down, saying, "Hey, you got to put a mask on." So I pulled out my pocket this airsoft mask. Mm-hmm. that has these holes in it. He's like, mm-hmm. man, your mask, your mask has holes in it. I said, my mask works as good as yours does. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. And so leave me alone, basically. And so, yeah. he, and since there's no rules on it, he yeah. kind of walked away like, I guess he's right. You know, what do I do? Right. So honestly, in a lot of ways, I wish we were in South, Car- Cal- uh, South Carolina, Dakota. Uh, South Dakota, because yeah. they're, they're, so, they're, they're actually fighting. They have a governor who's standing strong. And it's, it's a lady governor. And it's, yeah. it's, it's depressing yeah. that we have a bunch of people in Idaho who claim to be conservative and who are Republicans and that are not allowing people to have their own freedom. So it's really disappointing. But there's some places in Idaho that are not having it at all. Yeah. Yeah, Idaho's a pretty conservative state. I think our, uh, our governor ha- um, wussed out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> he, he initially was initially kind of being strong, got even praised by Trump early on for not shutting everything down. And then about two weeks later caved, uh, caved. And, yeah. um, I think, I think it's, you know, definitely been lighter than your governor 
in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not nearly as as intense, but our city is a little blue dot in a red state. Yeah. Right. Um, we're, we're, a, we're a university town. And so, and we have, we have a, a city council that basically wishes they were Seattle or Portland city council. Yeah. Like that's, that's their, <laughs> right. their, they want to be like the cool kid. Their, their heroes um, are Seattle and Portland. And if we could get a few buildings burned down, they'd probably they'd be happy. Ah, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And just for anyone listening, uh, when we're talking about this mask issue too, cause you always have to preference this, this day and age, look at, I'm not for anyone passing away, any of my elders, any elderly people. I'm for safety and security, but it has to be within reason, used with logic and used with facts. And when you look at the facts, it just doesn't support what we're doing. And like Knox said, you know, my, my mask works as well as yours. So yeah. I, I kind of land on that side of, look at, I'm, I'm going to live in the trust of who Christ is. I'm also going to live in wisdom and discernment, like Proverbs says. I'm also going to measure everything that comes before me and take it before the throne. I just feel that you're pep- perpetuating, you know, a falsehood when we're, when we're putting these yep. masks on our right. face that, you know, 6% people, 6%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me, let me put it this way with the mask too. I mean, any mask study that has come out in the last three months, I don't believe. It's been politicized, right. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's historical, there's been a, a number of historical Many studies, studies that go back to 2000, 2001, all the way through. And uh, one of uh, uh, the studies have found that wearing cloth mask, which is the dominating mask that everyone is wearing, could actually increase your chances in contracting a virus <laughs> because it creates kind of a West moist environment wow. for things to cling to. Uh, yeah. and everything so uh L- listen that's, and, and that's the predominant cost that everyone, everyone's wearing and oh, can I, I just let me just okay i'm, I'm sorry go ahead thank you this is this is driving me i am so sick of the master this is driving yeah. me nuts. so let me try and put it this way for people okay I, I, this is going to be a little crass but i want you to think about this for a second think about a fart okay <laughs> it gets <laughs> and, through and man a fart is the size of a beach ball okay and i want to think about a virus <laughs> as a grain of sand okay right when you have on your pants you have on the same type of, of protecting, okay? Oh same kind of protection. You have your pants, the, the cloth, and then you have another garment before that, okay? Oh, <laughs> All right. when, when you fart, people, if you can smell it, the beach ball is getting through. <laughs> you know what's great? Mine don't stink. He's making a... So we're good. He's, he's actually making, he's making a sound medical argument. That's exactly right. Of the time, it works Every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm it's, done. I'm it's done. a sound I'm drop done. off. Uh, no, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, they they don't work, and you know it's become political. Uh, but you know to tie this to tie this actually back into the question about what cross politics. Greg, Greg about. doesn't know what's going on now. He's like, all right, now, now we're talking about parts. And, 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 Guys, help me bring this yeah, back yeah. to the gospel. I'm trying to bring this uh, back to Jesus. Not a lot of guests so, have thrown me, but that one threw me. I don't know how I recovered from that, but go ahead. <laughs> Listen, guys, I, I let me talk about know. farts for a minute. Fool me once. Shame on you. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead sir. Bring us back home, this is, the, this is the thing, though, and it, it sort of ties in, but... um. Back to the question of, you know, what we're about as a, as a podcast, cross yes. politic, and I think similarly what, what you're after as well is also is, is realizing um, that there is no part of life um, that's not religious. That's mm. right. 
And so it's just another way of getting at the same thing. And you said everything's being politicized, which is true. Mm-hmm. But actually what you're, what we're finding is that this politicization is, is actually highly religious. Mm. Ah. Um, there, there's, there's more, I mean, and so, so one of my deep concerns about the masking thing is that, um, I, I, I think there's probably some legitimate use of medical masks in some context bacteria for some things, right. for primarily for bacteria and so on. Um, and I, and science-based great use that and so on. But what's happened is it's actually become a symbol for solidarity with the state. You see people going into these stores and it's almost like they're crossing themselves and dipping their finger in holy water. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when, when they, Can't they put their covering, they put the covering on their face to go in to get the things and do the holy thing. Yeah. And, and the kind of offense that, that, that they have, if you don't do it is it's like you committed blasphemy. Yeah. 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 You, you've sinned against uh, th- this this religion of solidarity, and and so I, you know. And then add to that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, Black Lives Matter is having their worship services. Right. Right. Come on now, um, oh, okay. and burning down buildings and looting targets. And now MLB and NFL and NBA start their seasons up. And what are they doing? They're kneeling down in a, yeah. in a pseudo liturgical religious posture, yeah. mm. holding some stupid black fabric across the field, yeah. um, which is again, it's like, it's like their own ro- rosary. Yeah. And, and they're, they're saying they're hail Marys. They've got the hail Marys on the backs of their jersey. Yeah, right. um, it's, it's, but what happens is that when you try to drive out religion, try to drive out Jesus. Yeah. It's not like there's actually, you don't leave a vacuum. There's not something left empty. Something the, has gods, to replace it. The, the gods rush in, the demons rush in. Right. Right? Uh-huh. Um, you leave it clean and swept and, and some other religion takes its place because people are, are inescapably religious. We will worship something, someone, it's just a question of who. And so our, our, the problem with our, our modern state is not that it's unreligious, is that it's actually completely religious, but it's completely pagan. Wow. Yeah. Man, you've got me fired up. Between yep. that and the organ. Preach, brother. <laughs> you're, you're, abs- you're absolutely right, though. I mean, you are absolutely right. And I think that's what the pushback is from, from people within the Christian community and against the woke Christianity, but I don't think that they can uh, can, can say it as well as what you just said. I think they go, I know there's something here. I know it's, yeah, it's freedom, it's liberty, it's this, but there's also, you know, some type of acquiescing. And what you just said is the perfect example of, of, of what is happening. There isn't a vacuum that happens when you remove Christ. Something comes in and replaces it. And the statists and the liberals and the leftists, uh, they have, they do have their own religion. We see it in atheism as well, which is, I believe is of religion, uh, the way it's treated yep. and talked about. So, no, absolutely. I mean, it's unbelievable. So this is the so for anyone listening right now, this is the kind of stuff you're going to get on cross politic, <laughs> which is why Jason and I yep. both listen to the podcast, and we love having you guys on here. As we wrap this up, can we talk about this uh, this conference? This uh, that we are going to that, be that at. we are going to be at. Now I haven't got my invoice. I haven't got my invoice from Uh-oh. Gabe yet. Gabe, I know. What's going I know. On, it's my so fault. you better not it's cut me fault. out. Here. But uh, yeah. uh, Jason brought this to me a couple weeks ago, yeah. almost maybe three weeks ago, and it wasn't on my radar. Uh, you know, uh, but it, it's it it looks oh, amazing. Man. 
the speakers. Can, can, yeah, yeah. We'll just let them let, let them talk just about. Just talk yeah. about it. Because you guys can do such a better <laughs> yeah. job of promoting this. Than I, <laughs> I was going to let you guys do it. Man, I was, you know, I was fine. But you, you know, uh, as God has blessed us, we started a podcast network called the Fight Laugh Feast Network, and we've been doing that for about a year and a half, two years, couple of years now. So we have a, a network called the Fight Laugh Feast Network, and and out of that. Uh, or six or seven shows on there. Yeah, seven, seven, eight shows actually. Um, yeah. Out of that, uh, we wanted to. This has been kind of one of our long-term goals. We've been discussing for several years. Once again, Gabe, Gabe's been trying Gabe. to convince us to do a conference for years. <laughs> yeah. So I chose a COVID year. Great, great year. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So back. Uh, so we decided. Um, so we're throwing our first Fight Last Feast annual conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And the goal of this conference is kind of similar to our whole vision of, of how we want the gospel to permeate everything uh, and how everything is political. And so uh, one of our taglines, our tagline that um, Knox came up with that I think I helped with uh, it's called uh, sure, uh, sure, fight, sure. fight, Laugh, Feast. That's kind of our, our tagline, go fight, laugh, and feast. And, and we want that that balance because the church has has forgotten what it means to fight like Christians, forgotten what it means to laugh, forgotten what it means to feast and drink wine and be merry all to the glory of God. And so we really want um, that vision uh, to, um, you know, really go forth. And, and we, we have a kind of a movement a little bit that's kind of come around what we're doing. We really have a rowdy crowd. Yeah. Um, we were at G3 and uh, we, we did a couple of live shows at G3 in Atlanta, Georgia back in January. And I think that was our mm-hmm. first time to really see what kind of audience we attracted. Right. Uh, and we had a little bit. <laughs> we had this room of about three. Uh, we had this room of about 350 chairs and it was about 500 people all sitting on the floor in that's the room. Awesome. And it was a rowdy uh, crowd. And so uh, I think people. that's. I think that's a, yeah, you know, we really want people to engage the gospel with the world. We want them to fight. And so this is what the conference is all about. We got speakers. Pastor Doug Wilson is going to be speaking. Dr. Glenn Sunshine, Dr. George Grant, Uh. Rod Martin. We got David Bonson coming in, Jeff Durbin coming in. Of course, Pastor Toby is going to be speaking. And then we're going to do a live show on Saturday afternoon with the whole network on the stage. It's going to be, it's going to be right. Oh, that's awesome. So what kind of stuff can we expect besides the general uh, fight, love, feast? Are we, are, because I love your promo, first of all, Uh, a few of the promos that I've seen on social media, it's like, and I, and and, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like, this isn't your normal conference. We're not going to bore you to death with all this this stuff. And I laughed when I, when I uh, watched the promo, I went, oh my gosh, yeah, I want to be there. You know, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking (laughs) about, you know, talking about deep uh, issues, but in a way that resonate with me. Are, are are we? Is this a breakout session uh, conference type thing, or is this a? No. What, what's what's the kind of the format? Have you figured that out yet? Yeah, no, it's a, no breakout sessions. Everyone's going to be together. <laughs> it's a family integrated conference. Okay. And one of the yeah, one of the things I think that has bothered me over the years is conferences. Um, you know, the kind of typical evangelical conferences you go here. It's a topic on worship or sanctification, mm-hmm. all, all good things, of course. Sure. But it's presented in a way that's benign and doesn't really change my life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really change the way I think about engaging the world with the gospel. Mm. And so most evangelical conferences are just um, largely stuff you should be getting from your home pastor. Right. Uh, you know, we want this conference to be a conference where subject matter expertise are really coming in and, and exhorting us and teaching us how to apply the word of God to politics, media, to education, to business and to the world. And so um, our conference is not going to be boring and you're going to hopefully, Lord willing, get punched in the face a little bit through some yeah. of the talk. You forgot the beer and Psalms. 
And we're Ooh. starting to conference is kicking off with beer and psalms on Thursday night. We got punch for the kids. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, so the <laughs> 7 p.m. conference kicks off with beer and psalms. And that's the other thing is, you know, um, alcohol is dangerous. The gospel is dangerous. And we want to bring those two together. Um, for the glory of God. I'm getting to the point. I'm getting to the point now that I'm starting not to trust a warrior that doesn't sing psalms. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. what I've gotten to. That's right. That's yeah, I right. don't. I don't. If guy who's in battle who doesn't sing psalms, I think he's lacking something. And yeah. so having psalms there, um, it is the war songs of the church. And the fact that we don't do good in battles because we don't sing the word of God, yeah. it doesn't dwell richly in us that way. And so it's so funny because I find myself when I get in because of our church and the psalm things that we have here. I find when I get into the thickest part of battles now, Psalms start to come to the top. Yeah. And it's taken six years for that to happen yeah. for me. Yeah. But I, I realize as I'm singing those Psalms, the joy of the Lord and the battle has become way more clear to me. Yeah. And, and so being what, able to fight with, with joy has like... The Psalms are full of fighting. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's lament, there's praise and so on. But if, if you're singing and praying the Psalms regularly... Um, when you have enemies, that's not weird. That's right. When when, when people are ri- writing smear articles about you in the local newspaper, it's not weird. It's like you know, oh yeah, this is the the, the Psalms are all about this, and right. and you're asked and and I think we 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 know. I mean, one of our burdens that and this is something that Gabe is has pounded since the beginning. Yeah. is that the we believe fundamentally um, that the the weakness. Uh, and the failure we see around us in this country, it, it lays at the feet of the church. Yes. Um, Pat, the church has failed to fight. And now we have, um, you know, people who, who basically think that um, it's the best gospel. It's non-essential now. The gospel, yeah, the church is non-essential. <laughs> you have, you're free to go to church or not go to church. Um, it's, um, and, and basically they've, they've just um, laid down and no wonder um, we're not salt mm-hmm. and light. We're getting trampled under good. And so yeah. um, we want this conference to be a rallying point. Um, yes. we, we, you know, we talk, we talk sometimes about who we are. We're kind of like Sherwood forest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, and so we know there are people listening to us and watching us all over the country who are tempted to think, man, am I crazy? Right. And, and we want them to gather with us and say, no, no, actually you're the same ones. Um, every, everyone around you, everyone around you has gone mad. That's right. Um, but, but here's, here's sanity. You're right. Um, stay cheerful, um, and we want to have a huddle. We want to have encouragement, uh, feasting, yeah. joy, laughter, um, punch you in the face, give you some good um, tools, some weapons for the fight, and then send you back home to make a ruckus for the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, that's so Amen. awesome. It's it's time to break believers out of their comfortable lives is, is what is what the problem is. You know, even on uh, one of your most more recent episodes with Pastor Doug Wilson, and he, I think it was the Ride Sally Ride episode, mm. where he's talking about... <laughs> can't wait to read uh, that. I can't wait for my listeners to go <laughs> Google that and go, what? Uh, but, the pastor wrote that? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's actually but, really good. Yeah. No, it, it's a great concept. It really is. Uh, and I'm definitely going to pick up the book. But uh, when he's talking about the frog in the pot, I mean, that's what the Christian church yeah. has become. We're comfortable. We have freedoms and liberties. We become comfortable and lazy in Western Christianity mm. to where we have just let the culture uh, consume us. We acquiesce to it. We go, ah, we give a shoulder shrug. Ah, they probably shouldn't do that. But you want to know what? I still got my boat, and my house and my kids, and I still go on vacation once a week. And I- I'm good. I'm living the American life when in fact we need yeah. to be woken up from that slumber. And I think it's such a great thing to have a conference like this, like where you are out front, like we're rowdy. We're good. We're, we're, we're going to be bold. We're going to hear things that actually affect our life. 
whether it be theologically or politically. So I'm, I'm very excited for the conference. Uh, I know we're both excited oh, to, yeah. to be there. And, and you guys, you're going to have to help me out getting uh, Greg on the post-mill board because uh we got four against one week link oh in there somewhere <laughs> wait was, was this the whole reason you suggested that's why this? i had him on yeah oh, i need wait, you to go post mill man he's not he's not pre-trib though so the, that's not what he's saying <laughs> you know the, the world isn't going to hell in the i'm not pre-trib i'm still undecided when we had dr sam storms on he almost had me convinced of amillennialism i don't know where i'm at right now i'm still well i'm still prayerfully prayerfully considering that with the lord but why don't you give everyone a place to go or maybe the dates and, and who they need to contact if they want to attend or even be an exhibitor there, right? You guys can have booths there for people as yeah. well. I think we're going to be there as yep. Dead Man yeah. Walking. Yep. So yep. Uh, absolutely, tell the listeners a little bit about that, where they can go and things like that. Yeah, our website is fightlastfeast.com. So fightlastfeast.com. And you can follow all the links to get to the conference and uh, to register. And again, the conference is October 1st through the 3rd. Walk up to the door. Uh, is, as long as our venue can hold the capacity, of, of we'll accept people oh, in yeah. the door. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Nice. We want to pack it out. Yeah. 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 So, anyone listening, I highly suggest go to that website, check it out, um, hit them up online. Uh, Toby, Gabe, Knox, any last words before we finish up here? Go fight, laugh, and feast. Yeah, and baptize babies. And baptize them babies. Nope. And be post-mill. <laughs> there be we go. Be post-mill, baby. All right, Toby. Baby. <laughs> baptize babies. <laughs> it's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Toby, Gabe, Knox, thank you yeah. so much for coming on, giving us a little bit of, uh, you know, some information about your world, your podcast, this conference coming up, and, uh, you know, shooting the breeze with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, We're guys. excited to see you guys down in Nashville uh, the first first Definitely. through the third in October. And we do appreciate you guys taking out time to be on the podcast guys. Thanks for listening Thank as you. always. Absolutely. Make sure that you, uh, you know, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, any social media platform is going to be dead men walking. Make sure you five stars, leave a review always helps with the algorithm mm. on, uh, Apple and Spotify <laughs> and Google and all that good place, all those good places. And guys as always, uh, thanks for listening and God bless. Yep. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.